and welcome back to Dragons and Demons, the real motivation. So this is a podcast, me talking about my journey into discovering what motivates me, what motivates other people, and, and how to help people get there, and how I got there. These first few episodes, I'm just kind of sharing my story. First of all, you can find me on social media, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, at Coach P underscore knows. That'll be the best place to find the most content. I do post this on YouTube as well as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and a bunch of other places. So first episode, we talked about why I'm here, what I'm kind of doing, and, and where we're headed. Second episode, we talked about building a strong foundation, being the physical part, being your physical fitness, your nutrition, your sleep patterns, and utilizing all that to the best of your ability. All of this is to kind of springboard you and get you ready for conquering that dragon or slaying that dragon and and it's kind of been put out there that everybody needs a purpose in life everybody needs a thing to do everybody needs something to accomplish and the metaphor that we're kind of riding out through this this podcast is the slaying the dragon metaphor where i was stuck in a rut looking for my next move and i couldn't figure it out so here we are episode three and this one is going to be continuing building that strong foundation, but now we're kind of tying it into relationships and, and the keys to that. So we're kind of building our legion or our army to attack this dragon with. So talking about the relationships that are key and the support that you have in order to be more successful. Having strong relationships, and the reason why I think this is the third most important episode, is having the comfortability in your life and in your house and, and having a wife and kids and family and friends and bros that have your back allow you to, to it, it springboards you into accomplishing all of your dreams and, and defeating all of your dragons. So if you're able to leave the stress of work and of your hobbies and of your competitive nature if you're able to take all that stress and leave it there and come home to a comfortable setting or come home to a healthy relationship or contact a friend, a bro, a brother, a sister, somebody that you can confide in and share some of the successes and failures with, you are going to be unstoppable. And another really important part of that, for especially for me, has always been someone who can call me on my crap. My brother has always been able to do that. Some of these social media posts that I make, he'll hit me up right away and be like, this isn't it. Or he'll shut me down on one of them and be like, I wouldn't do that. And and he also, I mean, he might have been the first one. Like there was a point when, when he's always been bigger than me, both body weight and physically bigger than me. When I was starting to cross over that mark, when I was at 320, he saw I didn't look healthy. He was the first one to be like, it's time to calm down. Maybe it's time to go back down a weight class because this doesn't look good on you. And you need people that can call you on your nonsense. But again, you also have that comfortability to be able to go out there and, and put everything you have into those other things. If you live your life stressed out at work, stressed out in your hobbies and interests, and stressed out at home, you don't have a life. You have stress. And the only escape for you is sleep, and that's an uncomfortable place to be. And I'm not putting this out there to try and divide any relationships. There's places where you can get help. So the relationships that I'm kind of targeting here are um, the relationship with my wife, 
relationships with my kids, um, immediate family, what I would call bros, and I'll get into more detail for that, friends, friendlies, and strangers, and, and some of the other things that tie into that. First of all, I am no relationship expert by any means. I have ruined a ton of good relationships that I've had based on my fear of confrontation, my stubbornness, and, and different aspects of just kind of the way my personality grew up as I matured in different things. It, it's I've learned a lot about myself. But I've gotten to a place now where I really value the relationships I have. I do everything I can to strengthen them. I do everything I can to maintain them. And I have some great people around me, so I want to talk about that more. So my kind of keys to strong relationships are three things. There's three key things that I noticed in all these relationships as I was evaluating them that I think are super important. And they are respect, trust or boundaries, and communication. And kind of how those three things, three things tie together, we can touch on through every single one of these topics or every single one of those relationships that I've mentioned. Before we get there, there's uh, I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't enter mention codependence. So you have to be careful that your relationships aren't a codependency or, or someone who gives their all and, and dedicates their life and gives up on their own self-care to focus on somebody else's need. So that would be the example that I can come up with off the top of my head. It's like me, if I were to support an alcoholic. So somebody who has that dedicated need and, and they must survive by continuing that habit. And if I were to support that habit by buying for them, taking them, supporting that, not telling them that it's a problem, that codependency, if that need, I felt that would, I fulfilled that need in me, then I, I'm selling myself short. I'm not helping them. It, it's a terrible place to be. Um, some studies show that codependency is an addictive behavior where someone is just looking for the next problem to fix. And some of you might see it in some of the relationships that your friends may have. So everybody, so that person is always kind of looking for that broken person that they can fix in the relationship. If they're doing that, they're hurting themselves, they're hurting that person, they're not supporting one each other, they don't truly have a strong relationship. And that was something that was provided to me by a friend of mine that is the reason why she thinks that me and my wife Lauren have a really strong relationship. So just an observation there. So with that, we'll get into round one, strong relationships. So the first one is is my wife, my, my spouse, my partner, the love of my life, my, my Lauren. Again, the three aspects here, if you're looking at your significant other, or if you're looking for one, or if you're just trying to compare notes. So respect. I respect her with every fiber of my being. Um, th there's nothing that she could do to break that respect. There's, it's, she is, she's everything. I've paid her that respect since day one. I will continue to do so. And I will go to war if someone disrespects her. And that's that. Trust. Trust is huge. And, and also having boundaries. So I trust her and, and she trusts me. And it's always kind of been that way. We've been together through college. We've been together through ups and downs of our lives. And we I wouldn't even say we've had ups and downs in our relationship even. But the trust has always been has always been the understanding. And, and the, the boundaries there, we, we kind of know what each other are comfortable with. 
and we like when there's times when I'm I'm upset and I'm frustrated. She knows that I don't want to talk. She knows that my boundary is like, look, I I just need a minute. I just need some time. I'll get through it. And when I'm ready to talk to her, I will talk to her about it. She trusts that I am able to do that. I trust that she's able to give me the space that I need. That trust is there. Those boundaries are there. And lastly, communication. So everyone knows communication is important. The hardest part is realizing how your communication works. And and everybody's a little bit different. So her and I have like a sort of telepathic communication where for the first, I don't know, 15 years of our relationship, we didn't fight. And when we did fight, it was just like airing out our grievances in a text message or something that put it all out there, but also wasn't offensive and it wasn't overly abrasive to one another. Um, We've always kind of had a, I mean, our communication's strong, but again, it's not like you see us. We, we can go out to a restaurant and we can sit there and not talk. And just the physical time spent next to each other, that communication is enough. And, and just, I don't know, communication is huge, but also it's, it's hard to describe. So again, Lauren and I met when we were in eighth grade. We met on the bus in eighth grade. We had homeroom together. We had a couple classes together, history class and others. And... All of those three things were kind of have been solid throughout our trust relationship and communication has always been great. She, we, we've grown together. We've grown. I've watched her become this beautiful, amazing woman, and I'm so proud and, and excited to spend every day with her. I'm just scratching the surface. There's a lot more I could talk about her for days. Um, she's, she's my everything. So we have another podcast that there's an ad coming up here for it. It's called Kevlar, the real Kevlar. It's a podcast about our bulletproof love story. Um, we share stories, we share advice, we talk about us, we talk to each other and, and that bond right there, that relationship, that form of communication is ever growing because we, we journey down that and we, we have conversations throughout that. And we've been doing that for half a year now, and it's it's really blossomed our relationship. And again, we've been together for 19 years already, so it's been it's been great. Next, we will talk about part two. Part two would be my children. It's New Year's resolution time. Everybody needs a little push. If you're interested in having me be the only one to push you, I can write you up a nutrition plan. I can write you up a lifting program or a workout program. But most of all, I can give you the check-ins that you need. If you're interested in that, send me a message. I already have a bunch of people that I'm working with, and some of them are way less than others, and some of them need a little bit more support, and, and I'm all about it. So I'm just looking for a way to help as many people as I can. If you're interested, send me a DM in, in one of the social medias at CoachB underscore knows. I'd be glad to help. Let me know. Kids. My kids are awesome. I have a six-year-old, soon to be seven. I have a two-year-old who's soon to be three. I am no expert at raising kids. Um, I, I plan on raising my kids with traditional values. I plan on raising respectful monsters. I I plan on raising the the kind of young men that will open the car door for their girl, get her home on time, 
take off their hat at the dinner table. But the moment someone does something across the restaurant, they don't have fear to get up and go handle it. They're also going to be the ones that are going to respect the, all women, respect their mother, and they're going to make sure that they shake a firm hand. But with that said, again, focusing on our mission here, we're going to talk about the three keys to a strong relationship. Respect, communication, and trust. Clearly, having a child, that child trusts you. They have to trust you with everything they got. I mean, they depend on you. So I, and, and I trust them. And, and until they break that trust, they're going to get all the trust I can. And they're six and three, six and two, so that they, they get creative. They, they tell fibs. They tell white lies. But at the end of the day, they trust that they trust me with their life. And, and I trust them to be kids. I trust them to, to take the lessons that the wife and I teach them and, and grow and develop with those. And again, using those values that I talked about and being strong parents like my wife and I are going to be, we're going to do the best we can. That's only going to grow. And I talked a little about about the respect thing. Again, my kids are going to be raised the, to respect their elders, to respect women, and to have respect for everyone. Most of all, they're going to respect their mother. There's a comedian, I forget exactly who it is, but he talked about how um, he, he called his mom a bad word. And his dad said, okay, and smacked the kid in the face and was like, that's my wife you're talking about. Now, I wouldn't do that, and, and I think that'd be pretty traumatic, especially for a six-year-old. But there are times when I'm like, hey, you can't be mean to her. That's my wife you're talking to. And, and it's kind of joking, but at the same time, like, you better put her above all because that, that's your mom. And it's the same way that I respect my mother and the same way that Lauren respects her mother. It, it's it's going to be built in. It's already built in. And these kids, they, they love her dearly. But, again, there's their values that I plan on continuing to grow. Communication. Again, this is something that I plan on using those traditional values, but mostly using like a sports lens for it. So in, the, in some of the kids that we work with now and, and some of the kids that aren't used to conflict it through sport, the, the confrontation part isn't there and the accountability portion isn't there. So I am one to, again, I wasn't raised in, commun in confrontation. I, I wasn't, I'm not one to seek it out i'm not one that enjoys confrontation but accountability is huge and and there's kind of a fine line there between accountability and confrontation that's important so i hope someone holds me accountable if i'm doing something wrong i don't necessarily want them to confront me in a negative light but that accountability is important and that's the way i want to i think the the important part of the way i'm going to raise these boys is they're going to be held accountable i'm going to address things and there's going to be some hard conversations that may be confrontational, but at the end of the day, we're going to call them on their, on their crap and we're going to make sure that these things are addressed and they're not afraid to address them. At the end of the day, I am the type of dad that's going to hug my kid, tell them I love them. If my kids decide to get into sports, which they kind of are, then I'm going to support them. I'm going to be the best dad in the stands that I can. I've seen a lot of dads that are trying to talk to coach and trying to outdo coach. And I'm not like that. I'm, I've, I've seen some poor examples of coaching happen. And, and as long as it's not going to hurt anybody, they got to learn too. So I'm not going to force my kids to be 
into something that they're not passionate about. Clearly, I'm passionate. I'm super passionate about football and, and powerlifting and all these things. But if my kids don't want to be there, I'm not going to force them. I, I've seen a lot throughout my coaching career the difference between quit and quitting in place. If my kid wants to quit, then I might let them. Again, it, it's, it's based on the scenario. So if my kid just wants to quit because he's being lazy and he just doesn't want to go that day, which we've come across, if it's he's got a video game in his hand, we're going to wrestling practice, he's like, uh, I don't want to go. I'm like, no, put it down, we're going. But if a kid like truly hates what he's doing, and, and we've seen it as football coaches before, if a kid truly hates what he is doing, but he still shows up every day and he hides in the back and he is disrespectful, he's kind of tearing the locker room apart, we're, we're taking him out of that. He, it, it's not good for him. It's not good for coaches. It's not good for the other players. That's quitting in place, and we're going to move on from that. So, again, that's a lot of what ifs and what's coming because they're young, but those are my, my three keys to that relationship with my boys. <clears throat> Next up, family, immediate family. So this is brothers, sisters, in-laws, parents, parent-in-laws, like the close people that I would say is your immediate family. There is, again, three keys here, respect, trust, boundaries, communication. Um, respect, and, and clearly this is ingrained in, in building a relationship, and it goes both ways. I have a ton of respect for my family, for my in-laws, and, and knowing them as long as I have, it, it's a huge factor there. If you don't have that respect built in, your your kids are going to see that. Other people are going to see that. And how can they resemble that? How can your kids grow that respect? If you're if you treat your mother like crap, how do you expect them to treat their mother any any differently? So the, these kids learn that they see it, and it's important to to share. And it also that's it makes you feel better. But again, we'll talk about that later. There's there's a big part that I want to save for later. Trust and boundaries. So I mean, I trust I trust my family with my with my life, and I'll I'll pass my kids off to them. I trust that they do the right thing, and and again, that goes both directions. I, I've been been at many parties where a baby gets passed to me, and they trust that I'm going to handle with care. So that trust is there. I mean, we we go on trips, we we pay for each other's meals sometimes, and and we trust that it gets paid back. And maybe we're not counting the money, but we'll, we'll the next time oh, I'll get this one, and, and we take care of each other and. And then there's also boundaries where you don't talk about specific things. You're, you're not bringing things to light that are uncomfortable, that are unnecessary. But again, the trust is there that if you need to call somebody on their crap, you will. And then communication. Again, this is scenario by scenario. I mean, me and my brother have a field of communication that is unlike anybody else's. But we're, we're so connected that we could just look at each other and know what's coming. And then even then with communication with a little bit on the outside of a closer extended family. You got to be able to talk to everybody as if they're, they're your own family. When it comes to those, I mean, you have to treat them, especially if you grew up in a house with them. There's like this weird transition from when you grew up with them, they slept in a room next to you or in your room. And now you're adults and you live three hours away and, and it just doesn't feel the same. But that trust and that love for that person, I know I could just, I, I could drop right now. 5.30 in the morning and drive up to my sister's house and walk in the front door and all would be good. I heard dog might bite me, but the, the, the boundary and the trust is there that I wouldn't do that. But at the same time, if I did, she would come down, offer me a drink and all would be good. So another supportive relationship set of relationships 
that is important for me to be comfortable with that I'm not sweating, I'm not stressing, I'm not anxious about all that. That can springboard me into conquering my goals, demolishing my demons, and slaying the dragon. Bros. So, and, and I'm not talking bros in any weird connotation or any dial any uh, slang terms. I'm talking brothers, like people. And, and here's some examples. There's a comedian named Joey Diaz. He says, "You don't need 20 friends. You just need three mfers, and you can take over a country." A quote from another movie called The Town. And the quote is two people talking, and he says, I need your help. I can't tell you what it is. You can never ask me about it at later, and we're going to hurt some people. And the guy responds, whose car are we taking? So that, that trust, I, I can't tell you how, I can't, I can't even put it into words. So I got four or five people that, that if I called them right now, They'd pick up the phone, and if they could sense it in my voice, they'd be putting their shoes on, grabbing their car keys. They'd be out the door to settle whatever beef we have. I've seen it in action where we're jokingly out with friends, and we're like, hey, look at that guy. Well, you see him giving his thing, and our guy gets all, my buddy gets all worked up, and he's ready to go over there and defend the honor of our, our group. And and I've seen it happen live. And, and I mean, me and my brother, we're as close as can be. and. He literally got me one year with an April Fool's joke because of this bond that we have, because he's my brother. He called me with a situation. I hauled butt and got out there as fast as I could. And when I showed up, he April fooled me. And I, again, that, that just, it's, these are the people that you call when the zombie apocalypse comes and you're starting your, your team, your army again. And, and for most of them, they don't even live in my state. I'd say, yeah, most of them don't even live in the state, but I, I was in a, I was in a tough spot a couple months ago, not even a couple months ago, a couple weeks ago. And I had lost a really close friend of mine and I called a buddy of mine who I haven't talked to in four or five years. And he's one that I would consider one of these really close friends. And we were just talking about him texting. And I was like, man, I'm having a real hard time with this. This was a big shocker. I, I'm really struggling. And he called me and we talked for like an hour. And it wasn't like we talked about it so much. We talked, we, we reminisced a little bit, but just kind of catching up and, and checking in. And, and he doesn't know how much I needed that and how important that was. But again, he could just kind of sense it and he called me and, and took care of me. So these are your friends. These are your bros that you're taking over a country with. These are the people that are having your back. If you get into a fight, if you are in a jail cell, these are the guys next to you because they followed you into that, whatever that situation was. So respect there is built in. Don't even need to mention it. The trust, same thing. Communication, nonverbal. Look at somebody, look at whatever the situation is, and they got your back. So those relationships, again, I, I feel bulletproof. When, when it's like, I mean, it's like growing up, get on the elementary school bus and someone starts picking on me and somebody says, Hey, that's Frank's little brother. And then it's done. That person's like out of there. I've always had this bond, especially with my brother, but you kind of build these people. And the crazy part about it is I've met them through all different walks of life at different ages. I mean, I, my brother I've known since I was born, but like met one in college, met one outside of that. Like it, it's relationships that you really wouldn't see sparking like that but just you you grow into it and and now like 
I, if one of them called me right now, I'm pausing this podcast and I'm going to do what I need to do. <sighs> so that relationship is huge and, and that confidence and, and that kind of undying trust with someone else is, is amazing. So those are the people that I'm just surrounding myself with as much as possible. And those are the people that I'm going to interview as soon as I can. As soon as we find a topic, they're first on the list. Forty-five day challenge on my social media. My wife and I are doing it. Forty-five perfect days. Right now, we are on day twelve of being perfect in diet, in training regimen, and everything. Being perfect is so much easier than building in cheats and giving yourself a reason to give up. Being perfect for a short period of time also helps with that New Year's resolution, where no average person only makes it about ten days. We we've added a rule that if something comes up, something happens. You are in a bad place and you can't have a perfect meal, stressful day, and you need to have something that you shouldn't have had or you missed something because of whatever, sickness, buy it back. 10-minute walk allows you to get back on track so you totally don't have to forego and ruin yourself. 45 days is a short period of time. You don't have to do 45 if you want to cut it down, but follow me on my social media for that trip and join us on Do Your Own. If you want to do 45, 30 days, 25, whatever, do one of your own. Be perfect. Don't allow yourself to cheat. And if you slip up, buy it back and don't give up. The next layer for relationships, I would say, are friends. Now, it's it's amazing to have a ton of friends. And these people can all have different levels of support. And maybe they would go to war with you like those brothers I talked about. But it's important to have a lot of these. And it's also important to have a lot of these in different areas. So respect, trust, and communication, again, three keys. Respect is is big there. Trust, and, and you might not trust them as much as you trust some of the other relationships that we talked about, but trust is important there. And, and work gossip and, and different things come up, and we just have to make sure that we are trusting them the same way they would trust us, and, and that, that connection is there. We also know boundaries. So if someone is uncomfortable with something and we want to make jokes back and forth about it, there's a limit. And if someone's uncomfortable with certain aspects of their life, again, there's a limit. We don't want to bring personal things to work or whatever that is. Communication, again, is a tricky one, but at the same time, you still have to be able to kind of call people on their nonsense, but also give them the freedom that they can be themselves. And then we go back to boundaries and it kind of settles in there. Friends are important, and I know there's a lot of people out there that consider themselves to be like the lone wolf, and I got this, but at the end of the day, you want somebody to share some things with. You want somebody that you can share stories with, you can share successes, you can share failures, and and friends is kind of the next layer, and everything that I've talked about before all kind of built into that. Everybody needs friends, and, and again, even if these are people from long away or people from earlier times in your life or people that you just chat with when you're gaming or whatever. Everybody needs somebody that they can confide in, somebody that they can, again, share something with, and, and those those things matter. The next level I would consider to be like friendlies, where they might not be like a friend exactly, so to speak. It might be somebody like a work acquaintance or somebody that you wouldn't necessarily go out of your way to hang out with on a Friday or Saturday night but somebody that you're nice to and somebody that's nice to you and you're familiar with. And again, that level of respect 
is there. The trust is there. The communication is there. But again, you might not be so quick to call somebody on their on their nonsense just because of the the depth of your relationship isn't very strong. This might be somebody that you kind of have a necessary evil of staying close to them because they they're important to your your other friends or important to your work or important to something you do in your life. So again, those three key factors still are big things. Now the last one I wanted to talk about strangers. Now for this, I I kind of wrap my thought around it. For strangers, you need to have a respectful distrust for strangers. And what I mean by that is you need to be respectful of everybody. And and when it comes to complete strangers, right? You have no idea what that person is going through. You have no idea what their day is like. I mean, I talked about my first podcast when I was walking around 322 pounds and miserable, but I had a big smile on my face. People would treat me just the same as if I was I am now. And something as little as holding the door for someone else is you don't realize how much somebody is like, oh, cool. Like I, I, it makes them feel special. But also when you do it for somebody, it makes you feel special. And and I hope you're not that type of person that's going to go on social media or pat yourself on the back. And, hey, I hold the door. I held the door for someone else. Like do it for yourself, but just take that feeling and, and move on and spread that, that feeling. In this day and age where everyone is so wrapped up tight and ready to attack and lash out at everybody because they're so angry and depressed and, and they watch too much news or they're on too much negative social media that they're just so on tight, hold the door for them, give them a smile, say hello, greet them, compliment them. And, and for some people, man, you just see them light up and, and you can see their whole disposition change. So I highly recommend doing just the basic little things like that. So it brings me to a memory and this is in a crazy story, but I, I'm, I'm an assistant principal and sometimes I dress up, I wear a shirt and tie with a jacket and, and I was walking into um, a gas station and I saw a woman that's clearly been down on her luck. She's struggling. She didn't have a car. So she walked there from uh, who knows where she had like a couple coats on. So she could have been homeless for based on what I'm looking at. I'm thinking she could have been homeless. And here I am, this dressed up man looking like I'm very wealthy, which probably looks more wealthy than I am just because whatever. So she's coming up next to me. We're at the door close to the same time. I grab the door. I pull it open. Go ahead, ma'am. And just her nasty scowl that she had just lit up and it changed like she it just looked like the clouds went away the sunshine came out and she was so happy and and again here in her position is here's this wealthy looking young man who very attractive who held the door for me and let me walk in first like that little bit and and it made me feel great and again i'm not going to run this i'm bragging about it here of course but i'm just trying to give an example it goes a long way. And again, when you have had your worst day and you got yelled at at work all day and you're walking into a store and someone just strikes up a a positive conversation or that lady, as you're walking out of the grocery store, compliments your, your shirt and and compliments your kid. And and just the impact you can have on a stranger just by showing a little bit of respect is amazing. But with that distrust, you also have to be extremely careful and guarded because you never know what people are trying to get out of you. 
you never know if they're trying to take advantage of you. You never know. I mean, in this again, in this day and age, you, you can't really trust anybody. So, I mean, you always have to have a smile on your face and you always have to be able to have an out or have a plan or, or kind of keep everyone at bay. Cause again, you never know. I don't have any examples of that. I, I usually am pretty guarded, especially when I'm around my children. I, I keep myself in a good physical position that we keep our distance. And again, that's a respectful thing, but that's also going back to the distrust. And then when it comes to communication, I mean, the simple things, talking to somebody directly, eye contact, um, greeting them. And instead of just putting your head down and keeping the headphones in and walking by, hi, how are you? And one thing that a, a buddy of mine pointed out was use their name. If they're wearing a name tag, use their name. I, I don't know if you've ever been in that situation, but when somebody comes in and, and some people are weirded out by it, but other people just look at it and they're like, huh, they went the extra mile of looking at my name tag or complimenting something that I'm wearing. Like they went that far, that little bit brightens their day as well. Now, we've talked about spouse, kids, in-laws, bros, friends, friendlies, strangers. I'm going to go into a little bit of my history. So I have had, and growing up, you grow apart, you mature at different rates, you, you gain common interests. And, and I've talked about it before, about your circle and kind of the way we talk to our football teams about how to close your circle and surround yourself with people who are supportive. Absolutely. Are there people who have been in my life that aren't supportive of my goals? They'd rather go out and party and, and, and do things that aren't going to help me conquer the dragon. Yes, I've, I've distanced myself from people. And again, it's just common interest thing where they start hanging out with people that are more interested in what they do. And I start hanging out with people that are more interested in what I do. And it's, it's not like an ill will thing. We just kind of go our separate ways. Um, but I've also allowed my, my stubbornness and my, my fear of confrontation, which I alluded to earlier, my lack of confrontation, especially early on, get to me. And, I, and I've really driven away some, some really strong friends. And, and I think there was a time in my life when I thought maturity, I thought I had such a maturity and I had this ego that, that I needed to grow up so fast. Uh, and obviously I had a different situation. My dad passed away at a young age, so I felt the need to become the man in my own life. And I drove away some really close friends because of my need to feel like I was going to grow up fast. And my need to separate myself. And granted, our interest did, did differ. Our, our interest went down different paths. There's that wonderful podcast out there called The Real Kevlar. It's a podcast about me and my wife, our love story, and our continued growth in that story. We've been together for 20 plus years. And we just continue to love each other and continue to share that love with, with our social media fans and our followers. We've gotten a ton of great feedback and listen in. It's a good time. The Real Kevlar, the story of our Bulletproof Love Story. We share tips, hints, and just updates about our lives. And you can come along for the trip and understand what, what our strong relationship is built upon. And maybe you can compare it to yours or you can help you find yours. Check it out. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, it's all there. All right, to close out this episode, I just wanted to circle back and talk about a couple things that were important. First of all, the three, the three keys 
in relationships that I think are most important. Respect, trust, and communication. Those three things are true in every uh, having strong versions of those in every single relationship are important. Now, the depths of those differ depending on how close that person is to you. And, and even then, communication is one that varies from person to person because there's different levels of that. There's different verbal versus nonverbal. There's different accountability versions of it, but it's there. But again, talking about conquering the dragons, defeating the demons, Step one is to figure out why you're doing it. What's your purpose? That was episode one. Step two is to physically get your body in a position where you have the energy and the efficiency to go do what you need to do. Step three is to have the support, the relationships, the trust, and to be able to have someone hold you accountable enough to conquer those dragons. That's all the time we have for today. Check us out on social medias. Check me out on social medias at Coach P underscore knows. There's going to be a lot more stuff coming. Our next episode is not written yet, but it will drop next Tuesday. Looking forward to it. Getting a lot of fun feedback. I really appreciate all the listeners I do have. I know this isn't the biggest podcast out there, but I'm sharing it for me and for accountability and for anyone that'll listen. If I can share one hint with you, please share it with someone else. Hold that door for somebody. Have a great Tuesday. I know it's towards the beginning of the week, but it's going to be the best week ever. See you next week. I'm out.